the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Tomorrow can be bigger. Just grow, let the world overflow. Yeah. Live a life bigger than yourself. You're created for greatness. Live a life bigger than yourself. You are listening to the Live Big Broadcast with Bishop Derek Greer, the radio ministry of Grace Church in Dumfries, Virginia. We're so glad you joined us, and we pray that you are strengthened and transformed by God's Word today. Are you ready? Let's get into the Word as we continue the teaching from our previous broadcast. Nevertheless, Jesus, at your Word, I will let down the net. See, you don't have to be smart. You don't have to be tall. You don't even have to be physically strong. All you have to do to win is is obey God and his word and let God figure out the rest. I'm not smart enough to figure all this out, but I am smart enough to do what God says. And, you know, he says, stand, and after doing all to stand, stand. He also says, rest in faith. He also says, cast your cares on me, for I, I, I care for you. So, you know what? I can't figure it out, but, but I can obey. And any of us, all of us, can learn to obey like these weary fishermen. And when they had done this, when push comes to shove, it really doesn't matter what you feel. It matters what you do. And, you know, they felt a certain way, but what they felt didn't stop them from obeying Jesus. And the only reason I am here today, the only reason I'm still here doing what God's called me to do is because I didn't quit when I felt like it. And just because you feel like it doesn't give you a license to. These guys did not feel like it. They just washed their nets. They had a long night. But when Jesus asked them for something, they said yes. And then after Jesus used them for a while, he gave them more work to do. He said, launch out into the deep. You had to row into the deep. That takes work. They had to bring their their clean nets into the deep. A whole uh, thing is, is going on here. Watch this, though. And when they had done this, now I sympathize uh, with how you feel, because I feel the same way in, in, a, in a lot of respects. But it all boils down to what you do and not what you feel. If you, you quit too quickly, you'll live the rest of your life haunted by, by what, what could have happened with just one more push. But when they obeyed him, when they, you know, we, we've talked about this in the past, and you understand all the dynamics going on here. Jesus wasn't even a fisherman. He was a carpenter. You, you know all this. But when they listen to God, the voice of God in their lives, watch what happened. They caught a great number of fish, so much so that their net was what? Breaking. You see, we cannot create a net large enough to hold everything that God has for us. Eyes haven't seen, ears haven't heard, neither has it entered into the hearts and minds of men what God has prepared for those who love him. Your best plans, your your greatest ideas do not compare to what God has for you if you would just trust him and obey him. So they signaled, verse seven, to their partners and the other boat 
to come to what? Help them. Now, you know, this is where I want to encourage you. Just stay committed to the process. Keep, keep giving God your boat. And all these guys had was, it wasn't, it wasn't even a beautiful boat. It wasn't a yacht. It was a smelly, uh, bloody boat. But that was all they had. And when they gave Jesus what they had, Jesus did something marvelous with him. But, but, but here in this, this narrative, I want you to pay attention. Jesus did not only bless these men or, or Peter and those that were in his particular boat. They had to signal to their what? partners, meaning God will do things that will not only impact you, but it will impact everyone connected to you. This is the way God operates. He's not just after you. He's after your family. He's not just after you. He's after people on your job. He's not just after this church. He, he's after our communities. And, and when God gets us, he consolidates it and, and he plans to enlarge that. So, so you're just kind of a beachhead of, you know, within your family. God got you. So he's like, you know, I want to use you to get the next, but you got to do your job. You got to do the work of obeying God no matter what happens, no matter how tired, how frustrated, and how much it seems like, you know, it's not going to work because you tried last time. But if you listen to him, say, nevertheless, Lord, at your word, I will obey. You will find the results that we see in these passages of scripture. And they came and filled, watch this, not just Peter's boat, both Boat. So I'm not just here trying to get blessed. I'm after a blessing that impacts me and you. I, I'm after a blessing that impacts this house and everyone in, in the DMV community. I'm after a blessing that impacts the DMV community, but also the whole nation. I am after so much more than just me. And I know you feel the same way, but Lord, start with me. That's okay. Start with me. But Lord, may it overflow to everyone else in my life. And they came uh, and filled both boats so that they began to what? Sink. This is important. God will bless you so much that he will almost sink you trying to manage it. Now, I I know that sounds crazy, but this is exactly what happened. I've I've been here. Uh, The blessings of God um, can be so amazing that they can actually become scary. And we've gotten to this place and watch what Peter's going to say. And actually, we're getting to the first stop on the Romans road. Watch what he says in eight. When Peter saw it, saw the blessing, he fell down at Jesus's knees. Now, the Bible teaches us that it's the goodness of God that leads us to repentance. Threats don't work. How many have children? Um, you know, threats only work as long as you're present. But as soon as you leave the room, uh, the threat doesn't work any longer. Fear only works a- as long as people are afraid. But, but what we know from God and what we know from the scripture, it's true love that lasts for a lifetime. A love will cause you to do things that fear would never cause you to do. So what, what God does is he shows us his goodness, gives us opportunity to fall in love with his character and his graciousness. And, 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 and he wants us to serve him out of gratitude, not just duty. I'm using terms today like obey. And you can hear that with the wrong lens. I obey God out of a sense of gratitude. God, I am so grateful because you've been so good to me. I can't help but serve. I can't help but give. I can't help but care. And, and it comes all out of uh, overflow. Of, of, of relationship. So when Peter saw it, verse eight, he fell down at Jesus's knees. Watch what he said. Depart from me, for I am a sinful man, O Lord. You see, Peter 
got a revelation of his sin. You would think that, you know, Jesus would have called him bad names or Jesus, you know, would have called him out of his name or, or, or Jesus would have put some type of disease on him to, to teach him his own word. None of that happened. It was Jesus' goodness that causes him to repent. It was his goodness that, that caused him to get a revelation of how sinful he was. And, and if you don't have a revelation of your sin, you're really not ready for the road of, 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 of redemption. It's, it's only when we really realize, like Peter did here, our unworthiness, that we can really appreciate the magnitude of, of the gift that God offers uh, for, for all of us to, to, to go back to him. It's really until we grasp the depth of our sin that we'll never grasp the depth of God's redeeming love. He said, depart from me for I am what? A sinful man. In other words, he said, I, I, I knew all the doubts. I know what I was thinking about you in this boat. I was like, Carpenter, why don't you stick to your business? Why are you messing with my fish? We fished all night. We know these waters. What, what are you doing? He knew what he was thinking. He knew that he really didn't want to be in that boat. He knew that he was tired. He knew all those things going on, on the inside. But despite the, the awful things he was probably thinking, he's a fisherman. Fisherman, you know, if you ever been around fishermen, fishermen is something else. And, uh, you know, he, he was thinking some thoughts. And, um, but in spite of his thoughts, God blessed him. Jesus blessed him. And then when he saw the goodness of God, he's like, oh my gosh, I am so wrong. Oh God, you are so good. You know, I thought you were just trying to take advantage of me, just trying to use me like, like I heard other preachers do. But, but, but Rabbi, you, you, you are here ultimately to bless me. And then after you, 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 you use me and, and you know, I'm, I'm okay with you using me. Um, you, you, you didn't leave un- until you made sure that me and my household were whole. And when he saw how good God was, it's like, man, I am sinful. I, I got this thing so wrong. I, 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 I am, I'm backwards, God. I'm a mess. I'm not worthy of what you did because I know what my attitude was. But the first road on the Roman road is understanding your sinfulness. Let's go to Romans 3 and 23. Let's get on the road. It says this. This is a verse worth memorizing. For all, meaning nobody is excluded. This is the preacher and the drug dealer, the stay-at-home mom and the stay-out-all-night dad. For all have sinned. We've all missed the mark. We have all fallen short. And the next clause, though, lets us know how much our sin mars and misshapes the human soul. You know, just like, you know, uh, people that play with fire and they get burnt. After they get burnt, they are marred forever. Uh, likewise, you play with uh, a snake and, and you, it's just a matter of time before you get bit and you swell. Um, the, the reality is when we mess with, with, with sin, it impacts us. It impacts our vicious. How we look in the spiritual realm, it, it, it creates distance between us and God and God's purposes uh, for our lives. He says, for all have sinned and fall short of the image or the glory of God, meaning we don't look the way we supposed to. Sin distorts, sin contorts. If you've ever seen people that have uh, lived, um, obviously, you know, we all have sinful lives, but then there, there's certain behaviors that, that can really impact you and, and it could put, you know, 20 years on you. You could be 40 and look like 60 because of the life you lived, you know, the needle uh, tracks up your arm, et cetera, et cetera. And, and sin has a way of showing up in how we, we look, uh, not only physically, but really mostly spiritually. He says, for all have sinned and fall short of the what? Glory or the image of God. Um, you know, sin distorts everything God intended to originally be beautiful. We were designed to be a reflection of God's perfection, but instead became creatures of shame, creatures of rage, creatures of abuse. 
But what's amazing is God's mercy does not leave us here. So we got to start with these facts that we sin. This is the value of the law. You know, all of us have broken the law. We've lied. We steal. We've, we've cheated in some way. We, we've put other things before God. And we're all lawbreakers. And, and this is where it starts. Say, I am a sinner in need of salvation. For all have sinned. I'm not in a special category. All of us have done this. All of us don't look the way we look. We, we ought to look. Don't act the way we ought to act. But watch Romans 6 and 23. We're going to move on to the second stop on the book of Romans. For the wages of sin is death. Now, so far, this imagery is hard. Um, but, you know, if this is hard for you, you you're, you're not ready. Um, we, we have to deal with certain realities. Um, you know, they're sowing and reaping. There are consequences to behaviors. I know like, you know, people don't want to embrace it, act like, you know, consequences because they're special shouldn't come to them. And they're surprised that they come. But the reality is, you know, it, it, gravity is gravity. And if you go against gravity, uh, you're going to end up on the ground. If you go against gravity, you can even end up dead. And there are principles in the universe that we cannot defy. He says the wages of sin is what? Death. So if we work for sin, it's only right that we're compensated with death. No exceptions, no, no way around it. Payday is not always immediate. The, the average uh, American lives for about 78.79 years. Um, but, you know, you may get away with it for a lifetime, but a lifetime compared to eternity is not very long. Eternity lasts forever. So payday and, and the consequences of sin are not always as apparent as you think. So we could be deceived in thinking that we're getting away with the reality is we're just hurting ourselves and spiritually getting uglier and uglier and uglier and uglier. And when we step into eternity, whatever we look like is what we stay like uh, from that point forward. For the wages of sin is what? Death. Physical death is when your uh, uh, soul separates or your spirit separates from your physical body. But spiritual death is, is when your soul is separated from God. Now, all of this is bad. You know, we're, we're sinners. Wow. Wow. That's that. That's bad. The ways of sin is death. Wow. That, 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 that's bad. But God, but God, but God, but all that's true. And you got to start somewhere. It's just like when you go to the mall, you are here. And only if you know you're here uh, from that point can you get to where you're going. Only when we recognize that apart from God, we have sinned. We have marred the image of God. We've used our free will uh, in the wrong way. We, 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 we look like a horribly burned, uh, burned victims. We, we, we look like uh, our faces are spiritually distorted because we don't look. Uh, we, we, we're no longer reflecting the image of the perfect one that we were created to, to reflect. But the gift of God, see, all that bad stuff, I mean, yeah, we've sinned, we've fallen short, but don't stop there. But the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus, our Lord. So the first stop on the road or Romans road uh, lets us know why we need salvation. Uh, and it's because all of sin and falling short of, of the glory of God. Uh, we're no longer, we were not, not a reflection of God as, as we are. But the second stop tells us how God provides salvation. First stop, you're a sinner. Second stop, there's a gift. The reason we worship the way we worship, the reason I, I'm, I'm so grateful is because I realize 
from whence I came. I, I know how far he has brought me. I know what I was. I know that in myself, I, I didn't merit God's attention or his favor, but it was his grace that reached down and, and lifted me. And, and when I think about his goodness, all I can do is worship him. This is why worship is not just preliminary in our service. It's like, let's, you know, we'll do some worship so we get to the work. No, uh, worship is part of our expression of faith. We worship him because he's been so good. He gave us a gift we did not deserve. And uh, I mean, even, you know, the, the, the giving and the serving and, and all those other things is because I feel indebted to God. It's a debt I could never pay. But think of your parents. Um, if, if you had just halfway good parents, you, you, you typically haven't repaid them for all the diapers. You didn't pay them for all the nights that they stayed awake while you were a teenager. Um, you know, you couldn't pay them back for the time they invested, the care and the heart they gave you. You can never really pay back a parent. God, a thousand, ten thousand, million, billion times more. We could never pay back God for his goodness in our lives. But the gift, the what gift, the unmerited, a gift, you don't earn a gift or it wouldn't be a gift. It would be a wage. A gift is just something given. And the, the, the fact that God gives gifts says something about his character. He is a giver. By nature, he is not one, you know, just measuring, well, if you get it just right, maybe I'll, I'll exact you out a reward. That's not the way God operates. He is a gift giver. But the gift of God is eternal what? Life. Um, eternal life, you know, we, we think about, well, I'm going to live forever. And that, that's true. Uh, from the point you were born, you will live forever. But eternal life really speaks more of a quality of life, not just a duration of our lives. Um, and, and, and with this eternal life, it is not just a quality of life that we could get materially in this world. Um, and, and it's something that could be measured uh, by anything on this planet. Uh, this uh, eternal life is connected to a person. Watch what it says. But the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. Why can't salvation be found in any other name? I'm sure if God could, he probably would because he's really kind like that. But the scripture uh, says that, that Jesus was like, if there's any other way, take this cup. But there was no other way for us to be saved because only God could redeem man. You know, God creating us in his image was our highest privilege, but it was also our gravest responsibility. All of us at some point uh, have fallen into a hole too deep to climb out. But the good news is that there's no place, no, no hole, no debt, no sin too, too far away or, or, or too deep for God to reach down and save. You know, most religions can be defined as uh, people trying to reach out to God. And there are many people around the globe doing it sincerely, perhaps, you know, from their hearts, using whatever system they have to reach out to God. But the gospel is completely different. It's not us reaching up to God because we cannot reach God. It's God reaching down to us and him reaching down. We call amazing grace. John 17, three. I want to let the Bible be its own commentary. Listen to the words of Jesus. And we're going to end with this. Watch how Jesus defines eternal life. It's probably going to change and shift your thinking about what you think eternal life is. And he says this, and this is eternal life. This is the definition. This is what eternal life is really all about. Jesus came to seek and save that, those that were lost. This is eternal life. Don't get confused about it. And he's speaking to the Father, by the way. That they may know you. He's saying eternal life is that people can know you, God, 
the only true God, and Jesus Christ. This is how we know Jesus, you don't, you don't put yourself in the same sentence as God. Jesus recognized that he was the second person in, in the Godhead. He, he, he was God become man and, and God the Father is God. He's speaking to God, but he also had to become a man to redeem us from our, our, our sins. Uh, and Jesus Christ, whom you have what sense. So according to scripture, eternal life is not just knowing some scriptures. It's not knowing just a bunch of facts. It's, it's not even going to church regularly. Um, you know, those, you, you'll remember the Bible if, if you love them after time. You'll go to church if you love them and know them after time. But eternal life is having a daily internal experience with God. And this is, I guess as, as a pastor, uh, this is, yeah, I'd say I pull out my hair, but you know, I can't say that anymore. But this is the thing that, man, gives me so much angst where people think that having a relationship with God is behaving right, singing a song well, uh, or, or memorizing some scripture. No, eternal life is knowing God. Eternal life is an experience of, 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 of company. You know, when I was young, I really didn't care who was with me, what wasn't with me. Um, you know, I was just, you know, I'm going to get to do, I'm going to do whatever I'm going to do. And whoever's with me is, fi- you know, fine. But as I get older, um, company really matters. And, um, you know, I could be sitting on a line if, you know, 10 years ago, if I was by myself, I'd probably be frustrated. Um, but if I have good company, I can wait on lines much longer. And, you know, with, with, with eternal life, a part of it is just good company. God being in you and with you. And I mean, that seems so small, um, but if you really knew who he was, it is tremendous. Um, God being with us, God being in us, God, us fellowshipping with him, knowing him, knowing his personality, adjusting to uh, his personality. You know, God, God doesn't really just desire to be merely argued or, or, or debated. He simply desires to be known. I know that sounds simple. God's not after you running, you know, the Boston Marathon. He's not after you necessarily getting every answer right on a Bible question. He's not uh, extremely interested in, in you never, ever making a mistake. What he wants from us is to be known and for us to allow him to know us. Bible says before we gave our life to Christ, we were estranged. And, you know, the Bible talks about, you know, we were, we were lost. And the, the, the challenge is we were estranged from God. And um, God knew facts about us, but there wasn't intimate communion. And what I, I want to do today as I, I wrap up is I want to challenge your idea of Christianity. Christianity is a relationship with a person. And, you know, when I'm with my wife, I could wait in the car a lot longer, you know, on these long lines than if I'm standing by myself. And my wife is wonderful, but imagine being with God, to be known by God and know God so much that you guys can relate and interact. Nothing in, everything in life begins to pale. It's like, you know, Lord, I'll be poor, you know, in in a shack somewhere. Put me, you know, in the Amazon uh, uh, jungle. But Lord, if you're with me, I'm going to be good. And, you know, because God is so dynamic. He's so engaging. Eternal life is a person. It is an experience, a daily experience with God. So don't settle for some facts about the Bible. Don't settle for the fact that you've attended church. Maybe you were baptized. 
Eternal life is knowing him. It's experiencing him. It, it's growing in him. And my prayer today is on these first two stops on the Romans road that you have already grown in your understanding of God. The way we come to him, the way we get to Rome, the way we get to redemption is by first acknowledging I am a sinner. I am in need of a savior. The second step is knowing that God loves you so much that he sent his only begotten son that whosoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. That God has sent a great gift and that gift costs God everything. So right now, if you're willing to say, Lord, I am a sinner apart from you and I need salvation. Father, I am willing to accept your gift of Jesus Christ. If you accept it, God, he's, he's already given it. Jesus already died. Um, he will uh, take, take the, the, the sin out of your heart. I'm talking about your spirit. And he will place the Holy Spirit there. And yeah, you'll have issues in your head and mind that you got to work through, your soul, if you will. But, but God will come and live on the inside of you, live through you, be with you, and become known by you. But you have to humble yourself and say, Lord, I can't do it without you. I'll never be good enough. Um, there's not a, enough money to, to buy your presence. You know, I, I could take a trip to Mecca. That will not earn it. I, I could go to India, I, I, you know, and follow the greatest gurus on the planet. Father, I in my own strength will never be able to reach up to heaven. But God, your arm is long enough and strong enough and willing to reach down and grab me. Maybe you've experienced God listening to some gospel music at some point, but you don't really know that you've been saved because you've really never admitted that you were a sinner in need of a, a savior. You never really, really recognized that it was a gift for the taking. So right now, thank God for all your past experiences with God, but he wants to be fully known by you. Right now, would you just lean in and say, Lord, come into my heart, change me. And, and he will do it because he is a good God. This has been Live Big with Derek Greer, the radio broadcast ministry of Grace Church in Dumfries, Virginia. It is our sincere prayer that you are blessed and empowered to live a life bigger than yourself today. If you want to know more about becoming a Christian or want to rededicate your life to Christ, Bishop Greer wants to walk you through a step-by-step guide. It's the most important decision you'll ever make. Visit gracechurchva.org slash salvation to find out more. We invite you to worship with us online each Sunday on our YouTube channel at Grace Church VA TV. And while you're there, remember to subscribe and hit the notification bell to get all of our latest content. That's all for today. Until next time, live big. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.